When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. We're Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. And we have another W to talk about. I'm not getting tired of saying that every <laughs> intro. Uh, we're just going to keep on going until until you know, a loss comes, but hopefully it won't come anytime soon. This Tiger, the Auburn Tigers improved to seven and one, a big time game today against the Yale Bulldogs, winning 86 to 64. We're going to talk about the stats and storylines of this game. And to do that, I brought on my dad and co-host again, dad, how you doing? I'm great. And like you said, another W, those are always more fun to talk about than the L's. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like a, like I heard some guys talking, they had started their podcast about Auburn football the, in 2012. And I thought, oh, how, how would you keep, I don't think I could keep going after doing 2012 football. That's so right. yeah, seven and one on the basketball court's a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of good basketball going on. And this, this Auburn team, we say it every single podcast, we say it every single time we're talking Auburn basketball, this Auburn team is not at their full potential yet. They don't have one of their best players. They have not meshed together as much as I think that they will. I don't think we've seen the best potential of each of these individual players that are playing so well right now. And they're just getting better and better and improving and improving as days and weeks and games go along. And it's just, it's exciting to watch. It's a, it's it is they are a fun group of guys to watch play basketball. I I enjoy uh, you know in past years I've gotten frustrated watching Auburn play basketball, but but I don't get frustrated as much watching these guys because I feel real comfortable with where they are and where they where they can get to. Yeah, let, let's talk about the storyline of this game. Storyline coming in Auburn kind of a mid afternoon you know tip off. It, on a Saturday, it was the first real Saturday game since, you know, for to start the year. And, you know, we will continue to see more Saturday games as we go through the SEC. But this is a big one. This is against a Yale team who is preseason favorite for the Ivy League and projected to win the Ivy League as of right now. And you just saw pure domination from this Auburn team. You saw what we've been talking about and what we've been looking forward to. You saw the improvement after week, after week, after week. And it showed out with a 22-point win. Yes, I think this was as good as they've looked for two halves put together that I've seen in a while, maybe this year. They uh, uh, started off the game 11 to nothing, and uh, it, it got to the give, give you credit. They figured out we can't shoot inside the arc because uh, it's getting blocked every time we do. Uh, so they started shooting some threes, and some guys got hot. They've got some players. Uh, they don't have a lot of height. They've got some players on the team that can shoot. And uh, and they cut it to four midway through the first half. And then we went on a 9-0 run, and it never it never got close. It, the, the final score of 22 doesn't do it justice. We were right. up in the 30, 34-point lead late in the game. So yeah. 
uh, really exciting. And uh, they're, they're predicted to win the Ivy League. I, I wasn't impressed enough to think that they may win it, but you never know. I, I don't know that much about Ivy League basketball, but uh, uh, but they they uh, if they don't shoot well, they're going to struggle. Yeah, I agree. And it, you know, we don't know if that's a testament to Yale struggling, maybe Yale having a bad day, or Auburn showing out and Just Auburn proving to be one of the best teams in the SEC and showing mm-hmm. that that will happen. Um, but yeah, pure domination. I saw. A tweet before the UCF game from John Rothstein from uh, he's a CBS uh, college basketball analyst and I and I saw and I, I I clicked on it and I was like that's that's interesting because I don't think I don't know if I technically agree but I you know I looked into yeah. it and he was he was right but it ended up not being right he said that Auburn has an under the radar tough week with UCF and Yale this week both in Auburn Arena. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, UCF and UCF and Yale, they're not – neither of them are ranked teams. Neither of them, I don't think, could scare Auburn. I don't think – I think Auburn matches up really well with both and has an, an Auburn arena in both. So I just I, – I don't know. But if that was the case and you win, you know – You, you dominate you both dominate games. UCF and you dominate Yale, you score 85-plus points in both games at home – We'll take you, it. You, you got a good Auburn basketball team right now. A good team, fun to watch. Uh, Bruce was very complimentary again this week of the jungle. He, he said, you know, it's a one o'clock on an early Saturday in December, um, and and the student section was full more than an hour before the game. Of course, he went outside and gave them donuts while they were waiting in line, so maybe they were juiced up on – hopped up on sugar for the game, but uh, he was impressed with uh, – with the student section too. So give, give some credit to the jungle for, for uh, helping them get a W yeah. again. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into more of the stats in this game. You said it earlier, 22 point win. I don't think that does this game justice. This was a pure domination. You said we were up in the, a little over 30 point range at lead for most of the game, most of the second half actually after going on that run. So I, I don't, I don't think that does do that justice, but um you know, was you go you go look at the stats, and I tell you, the big thing that stuck out to me, and you know, it won't just stick out on the stats. It just stuck out while watching the game, and I'm sure being at the game and watching it on TV or whatever or listening to it, it was a it was a sheer block party, uh, 14 uh-huh. blocks for Auburn. Just showed the advantage of the height and the length and the athleticism over a team like Yale and over a team like that comes from the Ivy League like that, but. Walker Kessler had four. He ended up playing eight minutes in the game after going down a little knee scare. Um, he seems to be okay, though. But four blocks for him, 14 on the day for Auburn. And this is this is the kind of stuff you want to see. This is pure domination on Auburn for Auburn on the defensive end. Yeah, you know, 14 blocks. They they did mention that the school record was 18. When we were when we blocked like their first four or five shots, I think they they had a statistician look up what the record for block shots in a game for Auburn mm-hmm. was, and it was eighteen. We ended up with fourteen, and it wasn't just it wasn't just Kessler blocking shots. It was Cardwell, uh, uh, my one of my favorite guys on the team, Stretch Akimbola, came in and and swatted a couple shots away. Um, uh, the uh, let's see, Cambridge blocked the three pointer. 
I, I don't know if the guy didn't think Cambridge was close enough to him or what, but he took a long time to get that three-pointer off, and Cambridge sent it about three rows deep in the student section. So, uh, yeah, it, Jabari had an amazing couple of blocks that, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> – after a while, Yale figured out, okay, when we get the ball down inside underneath the basket, just dribble out and look for the three-point shooters because – you're not going to score over the top of this Auburn team. Yeah. They're just too yeah. small. Let's, you know, we're going to talk about more of the individual performances, but that was the, that was the big team stat that really, really came pushed out to me. Like that is a dominant stat when 14 blocks to one block for Yale, that's just, you're <laughs> going to win games doing that, especially against a smaller team like Yale and a less athletic team. Um, but you look at some of the individual performances. KD puts on another extremely efficient show with 19 points on seven of 12 shooting and two for two from the free throw line. Jabari Smith continues to rise as as high as he could possibly go. We'll talk about that a little more here in just a second, but 17 points for him, seven rebounds, another just great game for Jabari. A Zep came out with 10 points, Devin Cambridge, 10 points, 10 rebounds, got his double-double that he's been waiting on, got the double-double that he's been arguing with Kessler for taking all his rebounds for. He's been mad at Kessler. (laughs) Coach had been telling him, Coach apparently been telling Devin that uh, he needed to go get rebounds with both hands and he wanted more rebounds out of Devin. And Devin got 10 and 10 and and said in the post-game basically that He's been getting angry at Kessler because Kessler gets all of his rebounds. So he had to find a way to get him out of the game. It was a scary way to get him out of the game because Kessler will knee tweak apparently. But, uh, but yeah, 10 and 10, I'll take that from Cambridge every game. Yeah. But like guys coming off the bench, Wendell with five and six assists and Jalen with seven and four rebounds and Chris Moore with five and six rebounds and, Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dylan Carwell had the game of his life, 10 points on five of six shooting with six rebounds. He also had a plus minus of plus 18. He had three blocks as well. Dylan played great when he, when he needed to fill in the hole. Yeah, when he needed to fill in the hole of Walker Kessler, he was Absolutely. there. He stepped up, and that that was a huge difference in the second half. Yeah, he came off the bench and, and went five of six. Uh, basically he opened the second half and made three straight shots and, uh, and gosh, he's fun to watch in that, in a packed arena. Uh, you know, I watched him last year and thought this guy's going to be so much fun when they're actually people cheering him on. Uh, and, and that prediction was correct. He has more fun. He and Katie Johnson have more fun than anybody in the, in the building probably. So anyway. Really good game by Dylan. Yeah, yeah, extremely impressed with Dylan. Needed to step up, and he completely did. I'm very, very happy for him. Let's let's talk about one guy in particular that we we just kind of briefly talked about. But let's talk let's talk about number ten. We'll do we'll do our little a little short in the podcast where we where we strictly talk about how good Jabari Smith is and how he is a stone cold <laughs> killer, and that's his he name is. on this podcast. He is a stone cold killer. He showed it again. Why he is improving? Why he is getting better? Why he so he when we expect a guy of Jabari's talent and of Jabari's draft stock to come to a place like Auburn, you expect him to go through the motions. You expect him to put up big numbers. You expect him to leave. 
it just doesn't feel like Jabari's doing that. He's coming here to win. He's coming here to fight. He's coming here to win for his teammates and for Auburn. It just looks like he loves being out there. And that's a that's really special when you add that with his talent, with his size, with his just pure God-given yes. ability. And, you know, I, I again, staff, stat sheet stuffer, 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists. Uh, he was plus 26 on the game. Um, I, I, plus 26. I, I don't know. He's been plus 20 or better. I think in every game that we that I've looked at that number, which is just ridiculous. He he did perform his stone cold killer move of dribbling up the floor, sizing the guy up and draining a three right in the guy's face. Um, but you're right to watch his emotion and his seeming love for Auburn and Auburn basketball. Uh, there was a picture somebody tweeted out of of him and KD at the gymnastics thing Friday night, hanging out, watching watching our gold medalist perform on the gymnastics floor. Uh, he loves. I think I think Jabari is the type of guy that just loves the college life right now, and and that's what a lot of these kids who go to the G League out of high school are missing. Yes, they're making a bunch of money, but with NIL deals, Jabari can be making a bunch of money. He may be. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but when he's there, he looks like he just loves to be in college and loves that experience and loves hanging out with his his guys. And he is getting better and better and better. We haven't seen nearly. He hasn't even scratched the surface. He look, he went six of 14. He missed several shots that mm-hmm. he's going to make eight out of 10 times. Probably yeah. he just missed them. He could have easily had 25 or 30 points in this game. And and not not even thought twice about it. He was two of five from three point range. Uh, he missed a free throw, which is a little shocking to be honest with you. She he shoots in the high mid to high eighties from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's <laughs> enjoy him while you've got him. That's exact. That's the whole point. We have enjoy got to enjoy him while he's here because he is here for one year. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. I was looking at big boards for the draft this upcoming for 
this upcoming NBA draft, there are some big boards and some analysts that want Jabari to be number one. Number one overall. Number one overall. People said his potential is as high as somebody like Kevin Durant or Mm -hmm. as high as somebody like Tobias Harris, who's a perennial Mm all-star. People think he is the guy. And you got guys like Chet Holger, McZaga, or Pablo Banchero at uh, Duke, Duke, or some of the point guards that are at Kentucky or the kid at Alabama or, you know, mm-hmm. all these guys, people think Jabari is number one. And these, these experts think Jabari is number one. These experts also said, well, Isaac Okoro should go because he's going to be a high draft pick. They also said Chimo Okiki should go right. after his yeah. torn ACL. So you, you trust these guys and they're thinking, they say Jabari is number one. I'm like, I see it. I see it more than I saw it with Chuma. I see it more than I saw it with Isaac. He is a pure NBA player. He's a he's the definition of a professional. Well, and and what's cool about him is <clears throat> when we had Isaac Okoro come in, love Isaac Okoro. Isaac came in as a really high highly rated recruit. Came in and uh, Isaac for most of that season though. Seemed like he'd rather play defense and pass. Yeah. And he's really good. He got drafted off of his defense. So it was a smart move. But he didn't take over games like Jabari Smith can take over a game. Mm -hmm. Jabari can literally take over the game because he can dribble the ball up. He can shoot from outside. If you back off of him, if you come up and try to guard him, uh, he had one of the highlight reel dunks of the year he was he was six feet above the rim as it looked like somebody dropped him out of the top was, of the building and he he crammed it and and uh, uh so he can do anything he wants to do and be as good as he wants to be and from everything i've heard he gets up early and is in the gym early practicing and he wants to be good and yeah, he's gonna be good yeah yeah i'm excited he keeps getting better and better and better he keeps meshing with these teammates like KD and uh, Zepp and Walker and Devin and Wendell and, and Jalen and Chris and Cardwell, all these guys keep meshing together. And then you go and add like a guy like an SEC player of the year candidate and Alan Flanagan before we start SEC play, get him some minutes before we start getting to mm-hmm. the, the heart of the season. And you're just like, I don't, I don't see the ceiling right now for this Auburn team. I don't see, I don't I don't know what that is. I don't know how high that could be. It could be it could be, you know, you know, second round in the SEC tournament, second round in the NCAA tournament. You could be seeing a team that could win a championship and I think really Bruce far thinks in the this NCAA. Would, I think you, Bruce thinks this team could win a title. So I don't think I don't think we'll know that. Hmm. I don't think we'll know that until March. I I genuinely believe like this team is going to keep improving and keep getting better and keep meshing together and keep adding that adding that Flanagan piece on will be huge. And he brings such a such a different aspect to the game. He, just like last year, he was he was the guy that when he was on the floor, I felt comfortable. And this year, I've got so many guys like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. We're yeah. we're getting in the heart of the season. You know, Bruce said after the game that that one of the things that he wanted to see us work on, and I agree with him, is we don't shoot enough free throws. Hmm. Um, but when you add a Flanagan back, who's that 6'6", 220 guy who can take contact, he's the guy that got fouled all the time last year because he would drive into the lane 
And now uh, KD went to the line two times. I think KD gets fouled more than more than that. But you got to get guys to the free throw line, and uh, and and you add uh, add Allen in that mix, and he he'll he'll start drawing fouls as well. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that'll help. Um, you, you know, you're always improving, but uh, so you don't want to say they're there, no. but. This is this is a good team who just absolutely demolished a team that everybody said going in was a pretty good basketball team. Yeah. And look, basketball in the state of Alabama it's is special this year because UAB just, went to St. Louis where we're going in a couple of weeks and beat St. Louis on their floor. Uh, I, I, I hate to mention it, team, but yeah. that other team across the state went all the way to the West Coast and made a Gonzaga team look average at best yeah Uh, average i watched the whole second half and and i thought gonzaga was really good i i don't think they're that good right now um so (laughs) uh, the state of alabama basketball college basketball it is it is way up there way higher than i've ever seen it by far yeah yeah i mean i'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun State is going to be a fun conference, and we're just it is just the beginning right now. So, yep. we will be back. The Auburn Tigers play in the holiday hoops giving in Atlanta in State Farm Arena. We will play the, I believe, the 11 o'clock game against Nebraska. The Nebraska team is very interesting because they've got some impact. They have at least one NBA player on that team, that little guard, but I don't know how well this Nebraska team is is doing right now. They're I not, think they're five they're, and four. Yeah, they're not really meshing well together. I don't I don't see a uh, a big like challenge. Like, challenge. I, I don't I don't want to use that term because the, every game is a challenge when you play a, especially a power five program like Nebraska. But um this is a team this is a game that Auburn should win um and Auburn should keep improving on and that Auburn should have a building block on. Um, you know, we forgot to do player of the game. I'm excited for this player of the game. I'm going to let you go first, but you can't steal mine. All right. Just, just so you, um, just so you get an idea, Nebraska's last two games, uh, December 1st, they played uh, NC State and State beat them by four in overtime. And then they played, uh, yesterday they played Indiana and Indiana beat them by 13. That's an Indiana team that got beat by Syracuse in double overtime. And that Syracuse team, by the way, that we all thought was going to be terrible, have won two straight uh, since Auburn since, we, since we beat them. So yeah. uh, maybe that's a better win than we first thought. So anyway, all right. So player of the game, huh? And <laughs> you went first. You, you put yours in here, so I can't do the same as you. Mm-hmm. So uh, – I'm going to go with Devin Cambridge, and here's why. Uh, look, I could do player of the game and say Jabari Smith or Katie Johnson every single game, and I think it would be a legitimate choice. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you want to give some other guys some love, and and I've been hard on Devin Cambridge. Uh, his shooting from outside, I don't like it. Uh, every time he shoots it, I'm like, oh, I wish you wouldn't do that. And it goes in, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. So Cambridge went uh, two of six. That's about 30%. It's about what he shoots from three-point range. But he had 10 points, 10 rebounds, and an assist. 
Do you have his plus minus pulled up over there? I do. Hang on. Give me one second. And yes, he actually had a plus minus of plus seven. He also ended up with one block. Um, three of his rebounds were offensive, which led the team. It's spectacular. Uh, one block. Uh, I don't know if you're watching it, but the there was a guy shooting a corner three for Yale. And I guess he thought I'm outside. So those big guys aren't going to block my shot. And uh, again, it was like uh, Cambridge was dropped out of the ceiling and mm-hmm. swatted the shot about three rows back and then knocked over the exercise bike, the stationary yeah. bike over by the bench. Yeah. But um, so Devin Cambridge is my guy for this game, 10 points, 10 boards to double, double. Uh, if uh, look, if we can get our guards rebounding like that, and bring Allen in to rebound like that. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be in good shape. And you yeah. say you had three offensive rebounds. That's uh, for a guard to do that. That's that's great because he's gonna be in there. He can jump out of the gym. If he can improve, if he can get up to forty percent from three, he's around twenty seven percent right now for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can shoot forty percent from three, I think he'd make a huge difference. Because right now they're leaving him open, and uh, and I've I've said on this podcast a couple times before. There's a reason he's open. They they'd rather not see him hanging from the rim. They'd rather him shoot that shot. He loves uh, Auburn Arena, so he can shoot well in there. And we'll see if he shoots well in uh, in the Phillips Arena in Atlanta. I guess that's where this this one is yeah. Saturday. So Devin Cambridge, ten points, ten boards is uh, is my player of the game. I really like that choice. I think, I think you would have gone with mine if I didn't go if um, yes. if I didn't go with somebody else. If I went with one of the two guys you named earlier, just like you said, I I would completely agree with you. Could do KD or Jabari, or you could do maybe even Zep in this game, strictly based mm-hmm. off of scoring. And they had you know those kind of games like that we're going to expect to see. But just like you said, I like to give love to the players that have big games that normally don't have big games or don't have the opportunity to have big games. And today, that was a, none other than a perfect example for Dylan Carwell. Ten points, mm-hmm. six rebounds. Um, actually, scratch that, four of them were offensive, which led the team. Okay. Um, so six boards. He also had two assists. He ended up with three blocks in 17 minutes. He had a plus minus of plus 18. That's, I mean, that's a career day for a guy like Don Carwell. He got the opportunity when Kessler went down and then we didn't really, we didn't want to, you know, chance Kessler getting hurt or worse. So Dylan stepped up as big as he possibly could and played great. He went on a stretch where he like had six straight points at the beginning of the second half. And it was, it was like, whoa, who is that guy? (laughs) This is our backup center. Like this, that's a big deal. And you said it pre-show. If we had somebody like Dylan Carwell eight years ago with Tony Barbie or Jeff oh. Lebo as their head coach, he'd be the star. The best player. He'd be the team. absolute best player on the floor, and he'd be the best player in the state. And it would have been close. Mm-hmm. would have been. He would have been amazing. And his energy, his love for Auburn, his love for the game. He's every time he's on the floor, it's so much fun to watch him, and so much fun to watch him smile. Um, as long as he keeps his shirt on. On the in the football student section, I'm completely good. Naming Dylan Carwell the player of the game. Yeah, leave your shirt on, Dylan, and you too, Bruce. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
So we, uh, we briefly uh, talked about the Nebraska game. I, you know, that's on that's on Saturday the 11th um, mm-hmm. in Atlanta for the hoops giving. They're having a few few teams on that day. We um, played Memphis last year in it. Yes. Yeah. Speaking um, of a team that's fallen off the face of the earth, yeah, they're Hitler 0-2 is in the not SEC. A great coach, <laughs> great recruiter, not a very good coach. Yeah, they are 0-2 in the SEC. They've lost to two of the bottom. Well, Georgia's bottom dweller. Ole Miss may be decent, but they've lost to Georgia and Ole Miss in, in their SEC they're foyer. They're not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, they're not good. They're a bunch yeah. of individuals who have a lot of talent and can't seem to, that's right. like you said, mesh together like our guys seem to be doing. That's right. That's an AAU team. that They just try yep. to roll the balls out and try and be better than and teams like Ole Miss and Georgia even give, give them credit. You know, that's a bottom tier SEC team. But they they looked better than Memphis that day. Yeah. And it was it was shocking. Yeah. But we will end it right there. Hopefully we will be back next weekend, right after the Nebraska game to discuss another one. And maybe, uh, maybe, maybe have a surprise during the week. Maybe, we'll maybe have a surprise at some point during this week. We we're working on trying to get maybe a special guest on um, for a podcast. Uh we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that'll be this week. If not, we'll try for soon. Um because I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I, I, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that special yeah. guest before we got out of here. I'm they, really excited. They, about they've that. agreed to come on. We just don't know when. And we thought We're maybe to this work week it out. Yeah, yeah. would be a good opportunity. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so you can go ahead and shout out your Twitter. Yeah. My Twitter handle, at I-M-C-T-O-I-A-M-C-T-O. Yeah. You can Tweet tell me how smart I am for picking Cambridge do, as the player do, of the game. Do not. Just tell him how bad he is at this and do not do not give him a big hand. Um it's fun. Yeah, for me, you can find me at, on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at GrayO21. And until next time, where you go. Where you go. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.